Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Up All Night. I'm your host, Bobby Knight, and we're going to be reviewing For the Love of Dilfs, Season 2, Episode 3. But before we get that started, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who's been sharing and watching and following. I'm still learning how this works. I'm teaching myself how to podcast with help from a couple friends. Um, I got a new microphone, so hopefully the sound's a little bit better. Working on the setup and um, getting a new laptop and camera, so that'll be an upgrade soon, so just bear with me. I'm really excited about doing this, and I'm having a lot of fun doing this, and I can't wait to grow this into more than just a recap podcast, so I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who's been supporting me so far. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go follow the Instagram. It's at upallnight on Instagram, and um, the links are all there, too, if you want to listen to audio only, um, if you want to watch it like, on YouTube, and... Um, I just really appreciate you guys so much. So let's get right into this episode. We're recapping For the Love of Dilfs, Season 2, Episode 3. When we last left off in Dilf Mansion, uh, there was no elimination technically, but, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched yet, go back, watch the episodes, listen to the recaps, but technically there was no elimination in the recent episode. There was a self-elimination, so no one got voted off or anything like that. Um, Luders decided to self-eliminate after he was left the odd man out for the dates. Which, uh, here's my theory. Uh, I think that sometimes when people go on TV shows or uh, they have an expectation of something when they go into it and it's not what they thought it was going to be at all, they kind of are ready to jump ship more. And I think that it wasn't exactly what he thought it was going to be. Uh, I think he was really there trying to find love and I think that he thought he had a connection and then he didn't and that was just like a little bit too much and trust me I get that so uh I think that he was ready to go <laughs> I don't think he wanted to stick around to try to do anything else I think he was like wait a minute this isn't a, this isn't what I signed up for um so yeah he self-eliminated and we weren't sure if there's going to be another elimination at the end but there wasn't on account of his self-elimination so that's where we left off the last episode and this episode, there is a new himbo coming into the house, and we're going to find out if there's going to be another elimination, or maybe another new daddy too. But first, my favorite part, you all know it's coming. It's a new day in Dilf Mansion. Always wanted to say it's a new day in the workroom, and that's the closest I'll ever get. It's a new day in Dilf Mansion, and uh, they're bringing in the new himbo, and his name is Hazel, and he is very cute. Um, let's get a look at him coming on in, and let me just say, I think he's going to get a sunburn out in the sun that long. His, look how fair his skin is. Alabaster doll. Good lord, indeed. Aw, he's fun, a little ditzy, but full of love, he says. And uh, we find out that he's a model, and he does brand deals. And um, now, look, 
I'm a model too, so I don't know if he's gonna hop to it on the good foot and say what he actually does too, because he shouldn't be ashamed. But I mean, a quick Google search will show you what um <clears throat> what he does on Twitter. Uh, they ask him what he's looking for in a daddy, and he says jokingly like full time job, and kind of laughs. And but it's like, yeah, you do want somebody who can who has a job and can support themselves. Not you're not looking for somebody necessarily just to have money so that they can buy you nice things, although that is very nice. But I don't want to date somebody if I'm paying for everything all the time or if they can never go out and do anything because they don't have a job. And also, it's like, what a bum. Like, what do you do? Just sit around the house? Unless you're independently wealthy already and you don't got to work. That's a different story. But I don't want someone just broke, sucking the life out of me in a bad way. And uh, Hazel finds out that he gets to pick from that book of mugshots, which I love so much. So he gets to pick one of the daddies from there. And he says that he loved season one and he loved seeing the connection that we all had there. And he wanted to experience it, too, which, you know, I don't blame him. He kind of alludes to porn a little bit when uh, he's looking through the photos and he said, this looks like my stepdad. Stormy says, "Uh, I directed a movie like that. And Hazel says, I was almost in a movie like that. So, you know. I like that he's kind of alluding to it, but I'm at the point in my life, and I think not in my life, just in like where we are in the world as people now, where I'm sick of anyone hiding that they're sex workers. I'm sick of anybody hiding that they do porn uh, or they escort or anything. Like, say it, scream it, yell it. And a lot of shows won't put people like us on TV. Uh, there was a casting director the other day on Instagram, funny enough, who... One of her tips was make sure you make sure your Instagram's clean. And it's like, well, what do you mean by clean? Like, yeah, I mean, jokingly, you can say what I do. It's like a dirty movie or something, but I'm not, it's not, I'm not dirty. I'm not ashamed of it. Like it's on there because I want you all to see it. And I don't think that I shouldn't be able to go on friggin' wheel of fortune and buy a goddamn vowel because I have consensual sex for money. Do you? I digress. So <laughs> where was I? <laughs> um, right, right, right. So yeah, he alludes to the fact that he... Does a little uh, little bit of porn on the side. And funny enough, he says that he gets, like, nervous around pretty people and he's a little bit shy. Uh, I mean, he sounds like a sweetheart. I've only met him on the social medias. I haven't met him in person. He is so soft-spoken. It's kind of adorable. And he says he gets a little bit nervous and he gets shy. And I think that's really, really cute. But we're going to find out who he picked for his date. But first, as Julie Chen would say... There's some drama happening in the backyard, and we're going to find out what it is. Nick's working out in the backyard, I guess you would call it. It's not really a yard, and, and that's where they always have us work out, by the way. <laughs> Actually, I noticed that they had a treadmill in this season. We don't have one on mine, so I want a treadmill if I go back. They are in the back talking, and Aaron basically wants to talk to Nick about what had happened the day before. Uh, they had like some friction because Aaron's whole... Uh, way to play the game is that he thinks that you shouldn't just be with the first person that you saw you took off a blindfold bam you should be dating around and like i've said before in this podcast i get where he's coming from because it does make sense it is what you're in the game for but i didn't do that and i don't think that was that was not my strategy maybe because i just got lucky with my connection that i had with nathan that i felt like i didn't have to do that but i do get what he's saying it is a dating show you should be there's no way all these guys, and I get it because it looks weird. So everyone there made a connection except him and they're just locked in and they're going to go the rest of the way. I feel like a lot of people saw that that's what happened with me and Nathan and how far it got us and Gordon and Mateo, even though they weren't together right away. 
but they stayed together. I think everyone thinks that's their strategy to get to the end because, again, they're also thinking optics because if they watched season one, it's a it's a everyone votes for each other. But we have no idea. I don't know. I have no insider knowledge of this. I didn't want any. I only know how many episodes there are. That's it. We don't know if they're doing voting again. It could be totally different. So they might be playing the game to be like, to, to have the argument to be like, look, I was with them since day one. We matched since day one. So we're the strongest couple. And I do think that some of them are playing to that. Or maybe not. But one of the most iconic lines of the season so far got said next. Uh, it's kind of giving you're the baby daddy of the season. A little upgraded, maybe. Well, upgraded, just different. Or maybe stolen and reworded. Not quite sure. But here, take a listen. you're just waiting for someone else to steal it's bitchy and i love it and i kind of also feel like is nick from the east coast nick kind of gives a little east coast vibe he's kind of reminded me of some of my friends from back home and we both have a crown on our neck too wait are we in the same gang oh and i didn't know this whole time but yeah finally it's been said you saw it in the previews here's the daddy hopper of the season and it's hilarious and it's funny and I get where Nick's coming from. Uh, but, I mean, people are going to steal people. It happened to me. People are going to... The peop- the person that you are closest with in that house, I promise, could pick somebody else in a heartbeat because they want to explore something new or they feel pressured and leave you looking like who did it and ran. So, we'll have to see what the twists and the turns are, but uh, it's not looking good for Aaron right now. I feel like he also feels the same way, like... What what is this? I came here for a dating show. I came here so we could all date each other, and now we everyone's paired up, and I'm left out. So now I now what? And I, I get exactly how how he's feeling and how it looks because he genuinely wants to just like go on a date with everybody and just see who he vibes with the most, you know. Uh, <laughs> but Daddy Hopper, so good. We go over to my favorite two people on the show, the twins, uh, Derek and Daniel, and they're sitting out back just having a little chat talking about their daddies, and it seems that they're both really into their daddies, and now I've been changing, well, no, not my, I've not been changing in the fact that I stand the both of them, and this is a Heart Twins stand podcast, account, YouTube, TikTok, all of it, um, but wouldn't it be a gag if they made it to the finals? And again, I don't know how it's the finals are going to work. Is there going to be a three again, like before? We were supposed to have a top three, but then Charles and Joshua dropped out. What if it's the twins and they have to go against each other? Oh my god, I wonder if they ever sister-sister and switch on the men's. (laughs) Anyways, they're both talking about how they're feeling their daddies, and it's really cute, and I'm loving it all. I could listen to them talk all day, and I don't want to take up the, the whole episode with just clips of them talking, because I will just play every scene they're in. But let's get a little listen of <laughs> what they were saying towards the end of their, their conversation. I like where we at, honestly, right now, and I know you see it. It's sexy. Both of our daddies are sexy, but I do not open up. You know, we're testing the waters. It's the beginning stages yeah. of a relationship. I don't know what they said and I don't know what's going on, but I want it. I want to listen to it all the time. It's so good. Um, 
I think that they're just adorable. I think they're they're great on the show. I want them on this podcast immediately. Please let me know in the comments who you want to see on the pod. Um, after the recaps are over, I'm going to start having some of the cast members on and some other people. So let me know who you'd like to see on the pod. But let's get right back to it. They're done gushing over each other and over their daddies and stuff. And they might be strong frontrunners to win the competition if everyone else doesn't uh, open up their eyes and see that other people might actually be really genuinely connecting and doing well. Again, not any of that means anything. You could fully fall in love with somebody and you'd still get voted off. So Stormy gathers everybody in the living room and they're uh, about to introduce Hazel to everybody. So Hazel got to pick a date. And now here's where stuff starts to get fun again. Because as, as we saw earlier, everyone is madly in love with the person that they blindly saw in the beginning. So things are going to get a little bit uh, dicey. So Hazel comes in and Nick says, uh, has this look on his face and goes, of course he has 40 times more abs than me, which is hilarious. Uh, those young boys, they always have all that. Wait until you get a little bit older and all your abs go away. I'm happy to have a ab. I think I have two now. I've been doing sit-ups. And uh, <laughs> Sal's really into him. Sal sees Hazel and is like, yep, that's my type. That's my type. That's my type. But I think that Sal was the one that Hazel said looked like his stepdad from the, the mugshot book of daddies. And then Hazel says something wild that he was in a religious cult. What? Good job casting. That's a religious cult. That's so crazy. I mean, I'm, a, I was, I'm Catholic or was, so I guess I'm in one of those too. And, uh, we find out that Hazel picks Dr. Ed and I love when somebody picks someone else's man or there's a twist because the looks that the girls are giving, <laughs> the looks that the girls are giving and listen to their, their reaction. <laughs> sure. sure 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 that's what i'm gonna say every time something bad happens sure sure (laughs) so hazel gets to go have his one-on-one date with dr ed dr ed and hazel go on their date in the little atrium or garden or whatever it's called over there on the side i know i only got to go on that once when i was voting someone off (laughs) um also I'm like fully giving quarantine on this YouTube shoot here. Uh, audio listeners, don't worry, but I'm not wearing pants. I'm only wearing a shirt. I had a long day. <laughs> Forgot what the pandemic. Hey, the pandemic was kind of fun, except for all like the horrible things that happened to people. But like, I got to sit at home and just like be on the internet and get paid to be on Twitch. That was sort of fun. Anyway, so uh, Dr. and Hazel, they go on their date and they're plant- planting in the back and by planting, it seems as if production has bought a couple plants and then taken the plants out of the pots and then told them to put the plants back in the pots. Uh, I guess that is planting, though, really, if you think about it. <laughs> Anything could be planted, I suppose. So uh, Hazel asks Ed uh, what he does, and he says that he is an educator and that he's kind of following in the footsteps of his mom, Dr. Ed is. And uh, he mentions that his mom passed away, which is really unfortunate, and everything he does is... For her and because he wants to make her proud and uh yeah i i mean i get that uh wanting to make your mom proud and do stuff for your family and uh i'm sure wherever his mom is now she is very proud of him and uh he asks what hazel um his family is like and 
Hazel says that he didn't have a chance to come out to his family, that he was actually outed by his siblings, which is wild. Like, I can't imagine, like, ugh, that must have just sucked so bad. And he was kicked out of his house because of that and had to go live with his ex, who was a really shitty person, is a bad, oh, not a shitty uh, relationship. I don't know the guy. Maybe he's a great person. Who knows? But bad relationship. So uh, he has limited contact with his family right now because of that. He's trying to let them back in little by little, but he set boundaries, which is super important to do. Uh, I'm just learning now, and I am much older than him, uh, about boundaries and how they're healthy and good for you. Who would have thunk, right? So Ed says to Hazel that he's already feeling somebody else, mentioning that he's you know into Daniel and stuff. And Hazel says, you know, I get it. I'm coming in later. And of course, you're going to be with somebody else. You're a very good looking guy. They both think that they're attractive, but uh, basically they friend zoned each other. Uh, Ed's Dr. Ed's more into Daniel. So I think that they're just going to be friends. And that was it. And it was a really cute little uh, plant potting class that they did. <laughs> They um, all end up gathering back out in the back by the pool to play a game. And this is one of the wildest things I've ever seen. It's a big cutout of Stormy, and then it pans down, and there's just a giant hole missing out of Stormy's butt. And on my notes right here, I wrote Stormy's hole, <laughs> which <laughs> didn't think I'd ever write that down, but there it is. And both of the teams, Team Daddy and Team Himbo, each have to guess the other team. So... Team Daddy will have to guess all the butts that are put through Stormy's butthole <laughs> to try to guess if it's the right person, which is a really insane sentence to have just said for a bunch of people to listen to. So let's find out who knows each other's butts best through Stormy's butt. The first team up to guess is Team Daddy, but wait, hold on, wait, let's get a little visual. Let's get a little visual. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> All right. So the first team up to guess is Team Daddy. And I'm just going to run through it real quick. If you guys want to see all the questions that they asked, the trivia questions after and everything like that, you'll have to watch the episode. Uh, the first up in in the in Stormy's Hole is Keese. Jimmy uh, guesses the butt correctly and gets the trivia question right. Next up is Nick. Kane guesses uh, that correctly but gets the trivia question wrong. Kind of a little bit of a trick question, that one, though. Uh, next up is Daniel. Dr. Ed gets that one right away. Next up after that is Aaron, and Sal gets that and uh, gets the question right as well. Um, Derek is up next. Anthony guesses that correctly and gets the trivia question right. Then it cuts to his confessional, and he lets it slip that they've been basically having sex. So love that. Love hooking up in the Dilf Mansion. <laughs> um, next up to that is Rico Nigel guesses it, uh, him right but gets the trivia question wrong and then gives the very corny I was paying more attention to his heart and who he is rather than his body like girl you got it wrong so um, team daddy gets four points and next after that uh, they switch it up and everyone else switches putting their butts in Stormy's butt and uh, Jimmy's up first Keese guesses it right uh, but I guess the trivia question wrong. Nigel's up next. Rico gets it right and gets the question right. Then Derek is next. Anthony guesses that and gets the question right. Same goes for Nick and Kane. Same for Aaron and Sal. And then the same for Dr. Ed and Daniel, which gives uh, Team Himbo the win with five points. So Team Himbo now gets to pick their, um, gets to pick their dates. And 
this is kind of weird because they won, but then there's still going to be an odd person out. So even though their team won, there was still one of the himbos that had to sit out, which is kind of unfair. So they randomly picked their names out of a hat, and Stormy picks the first name out, and it is Aaron. So Aaron picks Sal. Sal's kind of like, eh, because you picked me, then you didn't pick me, now you want to pick me again. And I think that he's more into Hazel. So there's that. Uh, next is Daniel. Daniel chooses Dr. Ed, of course. They're feeling each other. Then next up, this is a, this part made me gag. It was pretty funny. One Stormy pulls Nick's name out of the hat or out of her bra, wherever she was pulling it. Uh, Nick does this. And I mean, yeah, it could be, it could have been true. It could be that he didn't bother to remember their names and it's more of a, I just want what I want and you can't have it kind of thing towards Aaron. But honestly, I think he just slipped up. It seems like Nick sometimes thinks faster than he talks. And that's what I've noticed too when they were arguing and when they said like the menage a trois thing. I think like, I get what it is he's trying to say. I get it. And I, I, so I, I think I speak Nick. So I get what it is he was trying uh, was trying to say. And sometimes I'll do the same thing. You just your words come out before your brain can finish thinking what it was supposed to be thinking. If that's a thing. <laughs> so, anyways, he ends up um, picking Kane. Hazel goes next, and Hazel picks Anthony, which of course Derek ain't happy with. So now Hazel's picked each of the twins's menses. So. <laughs> I'm sure that won't go over well in the next episode. Um, Derek uh, ends up having to pick Jimmy. Now, this is all happening because once one person picks off, like picks out of what everyone else was already locked in to do, it domino effects down, which it's a good thing it happened earlier on instead of leaving someone stuck because now it's kind of forcing people to switch up. So Derek picks Jimmy and basically they're like, oh, we're going to go on this date and just, just to chat and hang out. Because he hasn't spoken to him much, so he wants to just go hang out. So Keith picks Nigel, and they're just, oh, we're just going to go have dinner as friends. Which leaves Rico as the odd man out, and he has to perform for everybody. I, he, I, he better be getting a booking fee. Imagine if I went on and they were like, all right, you get to perform. And I went and gotten full drag, but I was mad. I was in, like, mad full drag the whole time. That kind of be a serve. Now that the dates have all been picked, everyone's kind of just chilling. And this part... <laughs> This is so dumb to me. So, Keese and Rico end up uh, talking by the pool tables, and basically, Keese is like, "Well, if you just want like some of the date, so you can spend some time with him, I, I don't mind. Those aren't the rules. You can't just do that. You can't just I didn't get what I want, so I'm going to do it anyways. Bitch, I would have been going on half them dates that Gordon and Mateo won. Like, if you don't mind, I want to go on the boat too. If you don't mind, I want to sit with the fortune teller. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like." You lost. You didn't get what you wanted today. Maybe try again tomorrow. Uh, it just seems like... I don't know. Give them the money if that's what you want. If that's if that's what it is and you think that they should win, call it, call it a day early. Let them win and then you can all hang out on the beach for the rest of the time that you're booked to be there. But I don't know. If you, if you lost something, you shouldn't... Uh, I don't know. It seems kind of weird to me, personally, in my opinion. 
But see, I mean, Dr. Dilf agrees with me. I mean, I guess if I got to see a lot of ass, I'd be in a better mood too. Hazel's hanging out, taking some selfies, which I would be doing too if I looked like him and had that gorgeous hair. Hope it's a wig. And uh, Sal decides he wants to go chat with him and kind of shoot a shot. And when Hazel walked in, Sal right away, oh, Big Sal. Have I been calling him Sal this whole time? His name is Big Sal. His government name is Big. His last name is Sal. And Sal is short for Salamander. So Big Sal goes up to talk to Hazel and shoot a shot. And uh, it's kind of cute because uh, Big Sal seems a little bit nervous. And it's fun kind of watching them chat. And obviously... Sal's into Hazel. I'm not getting the same vibe back from Hazel, but also Hazel's like super soft-spoken, uh, real sweet. So, I mean, maybe that just like because of his personality, it seems that way. But uh, who knows? Maybe this will be a next uh, couple in the house, someone that can maybe come for the stronger couples in the house. We'll see. Uh I really hope that they bring back that giant bounce house and make people physically throw each other around again. By the way, if you didn't catch that, that was on season one and it was wild. We go up to the rooftop for the barbecue date and it looks super cute up there. I'm loving this. I hope they actually did get to eat real barbecue food. God, I've been craving barbecue. Uh, the first up is uh, Daniel and Jimmy. And Daniel asked straight up, have you ever dated a black guy before? Jimmy says that he has. And then uh, Daniel also asked, like, would you take him home? Uh, um, would you date him after that? Would you take him home? Uh, they've already banged in an elevator. Would you see him after this? And he says, yeah. And then he asks, like, what else they've gotten into? And Jimmy doesn't hold back and tells him that, yeah, they've hooked up. And, uh, you know, it was one in the morning. And he says it only happened once, which I know is a lie. There's a lot of banging happening on this season. I'm happy with this cast. I'm very proud of them. Good for you. There wasn't much banging on my season. There was me, and someone else did, but I can't say who. <laughs> oh my god, I should have even said that. Somebody else, there was another, there were some other people that banged that you would have, you would gag, but I can't say. I can't say, unless you pay me. But um, anyways, they say it only happened once, and that's that. And then... Uh, <laughs> Something really funny happens, which I didn't even notice until it was pointed out. But here, uh, take a look. They were wearing the same shorts, really cute shorts, by the way. But yeah, they're uh, Daniel and Hazel wearing the same shorts. Then we go over to um, Hazel and Anthony's date. And I gagged because for some reason, I thought that um, Anthony's daughter was younger, like not like a newborn, but, you know, like maybe 10, something like that. And turns out, Anthony asks Hazel how old he is. Hazel says 22. Anthony's daughter is 23? How did I miss that? Did I mention it before? Did I just forget? Did I scan over it? Bitch, 23? Uh-uh. He absolutely cannot be with anybody that's younger than his own kid. 
No way. I was gagged. I was. I just had to rewatch it like two times. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. You can't bring home somebody younger than one of your children to introduce them to them. I mean, I guess like rich, straight white men do it all. That's weird. It's weird. Don't do that. It's weird. With Han- Anthony and Hazel definitely being a no-go because of the age difference. Um, Hazel's kind of in a situation on elimination night where he's going to figure something else out or hope that maybe someone else will pick him over someone they're already established with. So we'll see how that goes. Next is uh, Aaron and Sal. And look, they do have a little bit of... Well, that's not really barbecue. That's like cookout food. That's what we call it back in Boston. That's cookout food. That's a hot, that's a hot dog on a bun and a, maybe a, a hamburger. That ain't barbecue. I want ribs. So um, Aaron and Sal are talking. And basically, um, Sal's talking about how it was a lot harder to be gay and especially openly gay uh, back in the 70s and 80s. And... I can only imagine it's still pretty tough now as much as people think it isn't. Uh, It was even worse back then and it's just really sad. And, you know, we're starting to go backwards a little bit with that. And I hope that we all can push forward and stop being assholes to each other all the time. Except for me on this podcast to people. Which, by the way, love the whole cast. Anything I say on here is just an opinion. If I sound bitchy, you can come after me on Twitter or on Instagram. We'll make fun out of it. So um, Sal says that he has trust issues. And when Sal said that he had trust issues, to me right there, it solidified that he's there's no moving forward with him and Aaron because I feel like Sal feels like the trust was broken when Aaron picked somebody else. Because again, everybody in there was so committed with, this is who I match with, this is it. And right away after the first like 10 minutes that they feel like, betrayed when people when they were picking other people when Aaron picked somebody else so I get it and I feel like it's kind of a dead end unfortunately for Aaron here but uh Aaron also says that he wants to learn he wants to be with someone who's older and that he can uh like learn stuff and everything and for me when someone says that it can come off two ways it can come off as like oh I'm not here to teach you you know you're a grown adult man learn on your own but also can come off as like kind of like flattering like oh you look up to me but I mean, maybe he wants if you if Aaron wants to learn from Sal, sure, don't learn anything from me. <laughs> don't <laughs> do don't do as I say or as I do, please. <laughs> None of it's turned out well for me thus far. Um so Aaron kind of says how he's like a bigger dude and he's I I guess he's taller than me even and uh he's 6-5 I think he said or something like that and he never gets to be somebody who like he never gets to feel like like sub in a relationship or feel like he's the one who's getting taken care of maybe is what he's trying to get at. And um, that sucks. But also I think Aaron's a sweetheart and I think that this just might not have been the right cast for him. Maybe, maybe if there, if it was the same situation but with another cast that was more into kind of interdating to figure it out, he would have fit better. But I feel like everyone here feels they need to be locked in with who they were locked in with. And it's a dead end for him, it feels like, at this point. So let's talk about Hazel. And basically, Aaron asked if you, what do you think about him? And Sal's like, yeah, he's hot. He's sexy. And Aaron says one of the best things ever that I I love. I want him to make merch out of it. I'm going to play this as my mantra in the morning. Take a listen to what he says. That's what I was 
<laughs> Maybe we have a threesome one day. It's fun. It is fun. Threesomes are fun. I do agree. And I mean, I really do get where he's coming from. But this cast of people, it's not the right cast for him because they're they're locked in. And the only reason that Sal's getting an out is because Sal feel they all feel betrayed by Aaron and what he's done, even though he's just trying to mix them up and make them date. So why didn't anybody have this same reaction when the new people come in and pick? It's because they all came in together and they felt like this bond. But here's what here's who we all picked. The new people come in sort of get a pass because they don't have a choice. They come in. Here's the book. Pick somebody. But I mean, I think Aaron should have been granted the same grace if he was just trying to figure out who he liked. Would you want to be with somebody who you went on one date with and they kind of liked you, but then the whole time in the back of their mind they were like, "Well, what if I liked someone else?" Like, no. Don't again take no advice from me because I just stopped for a second and I was like, I should have taken my own advice right then in life. Jesus. God, revelations on the pod today, revelations. We go over to Kane and Nick on their date, and that water looks cloudy. Maybe it's just the condensation. But we go over to them on their date, and uh, Kane right away gives him a little bullshit, and is like, oh, do you remember my name now? Are you sure you weren't going to pick Sal? And Nick's like, no, I wasn't going to pick him. And he says that he really wants to stay and get to know him, and Kane says, do you want to stay for me or to grow your following? And... I mean, it's a valid question because you never know on a show like this. And he said what his job was and he brings it up here and says that his job is very millennial, which I mean, yeah, I guess it is. But so so many jobs have evolved into stuff like that. And people make more money, you know, being a promoter or being just like online sharing your life. You can make a lot of money that way, too. So I don't think it's a bad job just because it's a millennial job doesn't mean it's bad, but He's saying that he wants to see an example in somebody else of what he wants to be, which I think is a better way to word teach me is like, I want to see an example of what to be. So see, I I speak Nick. (laughs) So um, he's saying that he wants to be with somebody too, where it's not just physical. He wants like a mental connection. And I get that because you, it comes, there comes a point as gays, especially those of us who have been working in the industry for a long time where we know we can go out and sleep with somebody and it becomes so vapid and so like, yeah, sure, I can do that. But what else? What else? Like, yeah, we can go get drunk and hook up or a party or whatever, but then what? And there will come a then what? If you're watching this and the then what hasn't happened yet, the then what will happen? And I think that's what he's getting at. He's like, yeah, sure, I I can do all this, but what good is it if there's no actual connection beneath it? And, um... You know, it's the it's the truth. It is the truth. Then uh, after that, we go over to Dr. Ed and Daniel's date. And I just realized that I was calling Derek Daniel, I think, in the beginning. How do you how do we do this with, with identical twins? It's so difficult. Anyhow, now we're on Derek and I mean, we're on Daniel and Dr. Ed's date. Oh, I'm going to have to call them and tell one of them to dye their hair fluorescent beige or something. So I can tell the difference between the two of them. But we go on over to their date now. And, of course, they're feeling each other. Nothing much to say there. Um, they end up sharing a kiss over some barbecue. And who doesn't love a nice sloppy barbecue kiss? And, of course, it wouldn't be complete without another iconic talking head with the twins. Let's take a listen. <laughs> well, damn, bitch. You just skipped for a second, third base. We didn't get to home run yet. Calm down and pump your 
Oh, calm down and pump your brakes. Keith and Nigel are on their date, and we had mentioned earlier how Keith said he was going to give up some of his time so that him and not so that Rico and Nigel could spend time together. Now, mind you, they're in the house together; they live together. They've been together all day, so I don't think I still I don't think this is fair. I love them as a couple; I think it's great, but this is just you don't make your own rules up. And I thought he was going to give up some of the time. He gives up the entire date. He sits down with him and says, hey, I know I told you I was going to do that, but all right, bye. And there's there he is already. <laughs> He's right there waiting to pop in. And it just like, it wasn't even some of the date. You just didn't get a date at all now. But anyhow, so Keith and Nigel's date is non-existent uh, and now has become um, Rico and Nigel's date. Rico and Nigel have a cute moment, and they say how uh, um, Rico says, oh, excuse me, Nigel says that he's more than just cuddles and belly rubs, and he wants the deeper connection and everything, and um, then it comes time for Rico to perform, because I fully forgot that the odd man out had to perform. What if it was someone who didn't know how to do shit? I wonder what Jimmy would have done. Let's find out. Jimmy, if you're watching in the comments, what would you have done? <laughs> Imagine if someone just, like, did a keg stand. They'd drag a keg up three flights of stairs. So, um, Rico is a is a dancer and a good dancer. So, we get some Rico dancing all up on Nigel. And uh, I think it was really cool. And they, they hit, he says, play my music. And I know that they're playing different music now. Because, obviously, it's probably something, like, copywritten or something. But uh, they play this sensual go music when he's go-go dancing all up on him. And I think it's really cute. Next up is the best part as a viewer, but the worst part as a cast member. It's eliminations. They're all on the rooftop. It's a gorgeous night. And Stormy has them all lined up with the himbos on one side and the daddies on the other side. And it is daddy's choice tonight. So whoever the last himbo standing is, is the one who will be eliminated. Now, I've learned that you want to either be closest to Stormy or furthest from Stormy. Because they didn't like tell us how to line up. We just lined up and then it was just by choice. So maybe they tell them how to line up this time. I don't know. But watching back on my... Like, I didn't click in my head until after I was off the show watching this season. I was like, oh, I should have always tried to be closer so I would have got first pick. But I'm sure... I'm sure, they, <laughs> I'm sure they're telling them where to stand now. Um, so anyhow, Jimmy's up first. Jimmy picks Keese, of course. No surprise there. They've been vibing and banging and making out in elevators. Uh, Anthony is up next and Anthony picks Derek. Again, no surprise there at all. Then it's Kane, and I know that Nick was had to go on uh, the date with Sal and his little mix-up and, and everything, but I think that Kane is still feeling Nick from what they said on the date, and that's true. Kane picks Nick because he says he likes his like spontaneous energy or something like that. Um, I think they're I think they're cute together. Uh, Nigel's up next. He picks Rico. Then there's Doctor Ed who picks Daniel, of course, which leaves Sal for last pick, and the two left standing are. Hazel and Aaron. <laughs> and I feel so bad because Hazel just came into the house. He doesn't know what's going on. And now he's like, I think he knows that he's probably going to be the reason that Aaron goes home. And he ain't wrong because when it comes down to it, Sal ends up picking Hazel, which sends Aaron home. And I feel like what I said earlier with his trust being broken, with Sal's trust being broken... 
he that's how he felt. He felt that when Aaron was trying to just go on other dates to just feel feel it out because that's what a dating show is. He feels like his trust was broken. So I did kind of feel that coming. Plus, obviously, once Hazel walked in, Sal was like, "Awooga!" Big eyes. Can't wait to learn how to edit and do big hard eyes. Um, so yeah, it wasn't. It's sad to see, but it wasn't really a surprise to see that he switched it up and decided to keep Hazel in the house. And now the question is, is Hazel into Sal or did Sal just screw himself over? Because when it's when it switches and it's time for the himbos to pick or whatever, what if Hazel's not feeling Sal and then Sal gets the boot? But I guess we'll have to see when that time comes. So Aaron finds out that he's eliminated and you're going to gag with me here. I didn't watch the, the end of this episode. I when I was watching this, I had a guy I had to go because I had a gig and right after they announced that it was Aaron, I stopped watching. I haven't seen the last 9 6 minutes of this. So, let's watch it together, shall we? I literally have paused it right here because he started to say something right here that was pointed towards production and I remember being like, "Oh shit," but I I had to leave. So I paused it and then I fully forgot about it. I am gagged. I'm gagged. So he thinks that that production, the story producers, pushed Sal to pick Hazel to keep him in the house over him. Is what he was saying. I think he's gonna. Uh, I think he's gonna regret saying that when he watches it back, or when he ends up talking to people. Or maybe he won't. I don't know. I'll chat with him and see. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and. Watch these last two minutes and come back and recap it with you here in real time. So one sec. So I'm fully gagged. He had a little bit of a, a breakdown there and it, well, Aaron did. And it went on uh, Sal saying that some of the younger people put more of an expectation on the show and the success of the show to get them where they want to be. Meaning people want to be on the show to stay on as long as possible because they want the fame from the show. And he's like, Sal's like... I'm too old for that. I'm 60. I, I mean, if it, whatever comes from it comes from it. And I, I don't think Aaron was on the show just to stay on the show longer. I think he really wanted to date other people and and have a connection instead of being like, all right, I met this guy first, so that's that. I can't date anybody else. So I get it. And he uh, had a hot mic moment, and he was like, get this fucking mic off me. I want to be alone. Don't talk to me. But uh, he calms down a bit, and he says... Um, towards the end that he made a great connection with everybody there and the cast and the crew, which is also something you kind of say after you blow up and look like an idiot. Trust me. So um, he says this at the end, and I couldn't agree more. Reality TV, honey, is reality in so many ways. We're getting honest. We're getting blunt. We're getting raw. Good luck, Aaron, if you're looking for another Aussie. So... Aaron leaves the house. He's the latest casualty. 
and I thought he was great. And I did see his side of it wanting to date around and not be like, I met this one person, I have to be stuck with them. But that, what a way, what a way to go out. What an elimination. Um, so I guess we'll have to see if Hazel actually ends up clicking with Sal, because Sal did say giving up a sure thing for the unknown. I could come back to bite him in the butt, but he made it very clear, like, he doesn't care how long he stays. He's not worried about if he goes home, he goes home. He tried it, but it really is sad to see Aaron go because I thought he was a lot of fun on the show. So that sums up this episode. Thanks for recapping with me. And sorry, it's so hectic. I'm going to make it better. I promise. I'm working on it. See? Fancy new microphone. <laughs> Computer's next. And then a proper chair. And then we'll go from there. That's how these things work. But thank you so much for watching uh, Up All Night. Make sure you follow on Instagram at Up All Night. It's night with a K, like my last name. And um, share. Listen to it on Spotify. Rate it five stars. Thumbs it up. If you hate it, send it to a friend you don't like and tell them they have to listen until the very end. There's a big twist. I don't know. Help me out here. Thank you so much. You can also follow me on my personal socials at, at Bobby double underscore night on Instagram. And I have links there to all my other stuff as well. But uh, please like, share, subscribe. Thank you so much. Good night and goodbye. <laughs>